Helmets and Heels, <laughs> built by DreamFinders Homes, Yippee! is presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products on 1010XL. Now your hosts, Donna Murphy, Lauren Brooks, Amanda Borges, and Blythe Brumley. Thanks to Frank, the Frangie crew is on from 3 to 6 or 7, depending on the day, every day on 1010XL on 2.5 FM. We are sad to be missing Donna Murphy tonight. She is not feeling well, but we wish her to feel very much better soon because mm-hmm. she is really and I've been worried not about her, feeling actually. good. Me too. Someone today asked me if she's alive. Marcel asked me if she's alive. I said, she, she is, is alive. Aww. She is just not feeling Barely. great. So hopefully she will get to rejoin us next week when we are live from Empire City Gastropub. I'm very excited about that show as well. It's uh, Atlantic and San Pablo right in the kind of Steinmart Fresh Market Shopping Center. And I already have someone committed to going to the show. He is a former Jaguar. We have had him on the show before. This was for oh. your time, Amanda Borges. Quarterback David Garrard, considering his gym is right down the street. Oh, DG. So he's, yeah, well, DG9 is, yeah. Uh, is slated to kind of saunter down and join us Wander for a little on bit. Over. So that'll be fun. Nice. Yes. Um, in addition to, of course, the guests that I just mentioned, we have a few other things that uh, we want to let everyone know about. One would be our Twitter poll. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that in just a second. And the other is our Peter Book Chocolate Heel. Every week we have people try to win. So tonight may be your night. Just text into the Duval. The Duval. Do we need to do a Duval? Is that what you want? I was kind of going in that direction. Yeah, the 10 XL text line driven by Duval Ford. 641-1010. Just text in the one thing you can't live without at a tailgate, but it can't be food or drinks. Obviously, what? you're going to have food or drinks at a tailgate. You've never been to any tailgate that didn't have some sort of food or some sort of drinks. So if there's something outside of that that is your go-to, we want to know. So that way, when it comes time to football season, we can all make sure we have that. Yeah, I like it. Very important. All right, Blad, tell everybody what our Twitter poll is tonight. I just sent it out, and sticking with the tailgating theme, we're asking what is the best game to play while pre-gaming at a tailgate, and you have the choices of beer pong, flip cup, or cornhole. And, you know, I asked, I have two, what I call millennials, definitely like recent, either in college or recent college graduates in my office. And I said, okay, outside of these three games, what else would you do? What else would you play at a tailgate? They came up with nothing. Nothing. So I think we got all three. (laughs) I I did think think about, what is it called? Dizzy bat? Is that oh, I, I, I is that like a relay thing? No, you drink a beer and you have to spin around and then you have to throw your beer can up in there and hit it. No one's ever played that before. I That's like a wiffle, almost like a wiffle ball game. See, okay, there are some people here that have played that before. Thank you very much. <laughs> How'd you do? Is what I would like to it's know. It's hard. It? Yeah. Okay. Everybody says it's very it's hard. hard because you just chug a beer and then you spin around. I don't know how many times, and so you're dizzy and buzzed from the beer that you just chugged, and then you have to hit it. It's not easy. No, like a lot of people would throw up. Well, yeah, that happens too. Oh, sounds yeah. lovely. Um, so there was a game one time we were at a, at a tailgate and we kind of threw it together last minute. So we didn't actually bring any of the things that you need for the three that we mentioned in our Twitter poll and remember to vote at helmets and heels. But so I decided I would come up with some sort of word game, right? So I said, everybody get in a circle and you have to name a Jaguars player and you're out the moment that you can't name a Jaguars player on the roster. You obviously can't repeat. So once you're out, you have to like finish your drink. So we went around and we probably got through about 45 players 
years before we kind of all, you know, couldn't think of, and then the last person um, got to be like the king or queen of the tailgate. That's I thought it was really impressive. fun. I like that. 40 some players? That's pretty yeah, good. I think, I think, I think the more, you, as long as you, here was the key. You have to have two in your head at once because if the person before you takes mm-hmm. the one you are going to say, you do not have enough time to mm-hmm. think of somebody, especially if you have been, you know, imbibing and things like that. All right, let's get to our first special guest, Jen Hauser. She is a CrossFit competitor here in town. Hi, Jen. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? Good, thanks. All right, so tell everybody where you compete or where you train in order to compete for CrossFit. Okay, sure. Um, so I train at a local gym here in town, right in San Marco. It's called Crucible CrossFit, and I've been doing it for about four years. And um, the past two years, I've been fortunate enough to qualify for the CrossFit Games out in California. And, um, uh, the first year I competed out there, I finished sixth worldwide and this year I finished fifth. Wow. Worldwide. Yes. So there were about 14,000 women in my age group. Um, I'm in the 40 to 44, um, category and they make cuts all along the way. And then they finally take the top 20 out to California. And that's where I placed sixth and fifth respectively. So this coming weekend, wow. August 27th and 28th, will be SoFit Expo, which is yes. Southeast Fitness, and that organization is going to also put on a Rep Your Box, which for people who aren't familiar with CrossFit, a box is a CrossFit gym, and Rep Your Box means you go and you support and you compete for your box all as kind of teammates, right? Yes, correct. So how is CrossFit Games different than, say, a Rep Your Box event this weekend? Sure. So CrossFit, the CrossFit Games is um, has a lot of different categories in it, the way that I compete was as an individual. They also have a team component um, that I actually competed with my Forging the Warrior team um, all the way through the regional levels as far as we made it up in nice. Atlanta. So that was really fun this year too. Um, and then Rep Your Box is a four-person team um, and it's only team. It's not individual. So for example, Crucible CrossFit, we're going to put together about nine teams that we're going to be sending to the event this weekend of a two-girl and two-guy team. Um, and they've released the workouts kind of slow over the past month or so, so you can practice them a little bit and um, kind of put, you know, different people in different positions, and then you just sort of go at it this weekend, and it's a two-day competition um, that's going to have all kinds of different CrossFit events and a lovely 5K along the way. And the CrossFit Games, you don't get to know what you're doing in advance whatsoever, right? They gave us about a 10-day notice. Oh, they do? Okay. For most of the events, and then the last one, they make cuts to the final 10, and that was a a pleasant surprise at the end. (laughs) Of course. <laughs> oh my god. How did you know you wanted to, to get involved with CrossFit at, at the very beginning? I didn't really know that, to be honest. So um, my sister lives out in Oregon, and she'd been kind of pestering me about it. And I thought, eh, I'm a physical therapist. I know exercise. I mean, how how much is there to it, right? And she kept pestering me, and I have a gymnastics background and a diving background. And she's like, you love it. You'll love it. You'll love it. And so sure enough, she actually, from Oregon, found a gym for me a couple miles away from my house. I was like, just go there. Just try it. And um, I just fell in love with it right away. So it was one of those things. You know, I used to kind of dabble in a few different elements of exercise and kind of dreaded, oh, five o'clock, the alarm clock's going off. I got to do it before work, before kids, before whatever. And now with CrossFit, I wake up and I'm like, Ooh, I wonder what we're going to do today. (laughs) You know? So it's just, it's finding something you're passionate about. So I just love it. Do you have a favorite workout? Uh, pro- 
probably um, most anything that has gymnastics in it, but there's uh, one workout that's called Amanda. A lot of the CrossFit um, workouts are named after girls, especially the hard ones. Oh, wow. And yes. So um, Amanda is a workout that has a bunch of snatches and muscle-ups in it. Whew. So Is that a sign that I'm supposed to start CrossFit or something? That's right. That's <laughs> I'm right. not sure. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't know about that. Um, Jen, for those who don't know much about CrossFit, what would you say is the biggest misconception? That you're going to hurt yourself no matter what if you try. I think that that's something that uh, you know people think. Or, or the other thing, too, is that they have to try to get in shape so they can go try CrossFit. I think that, um, you know, like I said, I'm a PT, so I'm a big supporter of CrossFit. I, it's not something that you're going to get injured in no matter what or anything like that. It's like any sport. I mean, you just have to be smart about it and listen to your body, make sure you're in a place that has people that are going to support you with proper, you know, form, body mechanics, whatever you want to call it. And, um, you don't have to wait till you're in shape. I mean, there's all kinds of people that have lost hundreds of pounds and, you know, transformed their bodies and all kinds of stuff. I mean, I know I didn't even start CrossFit till I was like 38 and I just sort of thought that my fitness level was yeah, what it was. I could kind of do a little bit of whatever I wanted and I just really didn't think that I was going to get stronger or faster or, you know, anything. It's just, it's, um, it's inspiring, you know, it's to go do something and see yourself make progress. And so this weekend at SoFit Expo, which is at the Prime Osborne, the day pass is $12. The weekend pass is $20. There's several events. It's not just Rep Your Box. Also, our own Chad Scott is going to be competing in the powerlifting category. Nice. There's also Olympic weightlifting. We mentioned road races with the 5K and a strongman competition, which I'm sure people would be fascinated to watch in person because you've mainly only ever seen it on TV. So you competed in sports in college. What did you do in college? I was a diver, springboard diver. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So um, I did that all the way through high school and college um, at University of Virginia. And then um, before that, younger, I was a gymnast. So I've kind of, you know, done a little bit of everything. I actually was a, a Jaguars cheerleader for a year as oh, well. Oh, nice. <laughs> So a little bit of everything. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I did CrossFit for a little while. I gave it up when I decided that for my body type, it just was not um, lending itself. Um, but I love that the overall mentality is to encourage competition because I think that's the thing that's missing from when you are a competitive athlete growing up and then all of a sudden you find yourself without teammates or, or a goal to achieve. So then you're just going to the gym and you kind of get lost in the mundane you know, repetition of it. So what's one of the things that you would recommend as far as if people haven't found a specific CrossFit gym, if they've kind of bounced around from gym to gym in general, like how do you find the one place that's right for you? Oh, such a good question. Um, I would say it's got to be a combination of things. I mean, you have to walk into a place and feel welcome, you know, to a certain extent. I know that, you know, as soon as I walked into Crucible, I felt very welcome by everyone who was there and very comfortable with the knowledge um, that... The, my coach that started me off, uh, Lance Scott, he, from the very beginning, I was like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. Um, so I think that that's a combination of things. And then finding a training partner, I think, is a big deal as well. You know, that sense of accountability. Whereas, you know, if one of my training partners doesn't show up in the morning, I'm like, hey, Laura, where were you today? <laughs> so, um, you know, I think that all those things kind of go into it. Um, but yeah, just finding some place that, that you love to be there. 
Absolutely. Jen Hauser joining us. And last question for you, Jen, you have kids too. So it's not like you're just doing CrossFit and then, you know, you don't have other stuff to do and you're a physical therapist that select physical therapy. So give everyone, um, kind of the, there is no excuse kind of speech. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there, absolutely. There is no excuse. I mean, sometimes you just have to figure out a way to make time and whether time is 45 minutes or an hour or whatever you've got, you just have to find it. So, I mean, I don't love waking up at five o'clock in the morning and being at the gym at five 30 in the morning, but it's the only time that I have. So I've come to love it because of that. Um, you know, my kids miss, I, I miss, you know, waking them up in the mornings, but they're old enough now, 15, 13 and nine where they wake themselves up. I get home. I'm like, all right, who needs what? Let's go. Time to go to school. And then we're off basically. So and they're cranky great. anyways. Oh yeah. Especially the 15. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Jen. Well, thanks so much. And, uh, we look forward to finding out how you do this weekend in yeah, competition. Great. Good luck. Thank Good you luck. very much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I know you'll kill it because you have all the experience of there the CrossFit go. games. Yeah. <laughs> Jen Hauser joining us. And again, so fit. If you want tickets, go to southeastfitness.com. It is at the Prime Osborne Convention Center this weekend, August 27th and 28th. When we come back, you know it, you love it. Studs and duds. Thanks for tuning in to Helmets and Heels built by Dream Finders Homes as we are live from the stadium home. Also built by Dream Finders Homes. Here on Tencent XL 92.5 FM. You're listening to Helmets and Heels, built by DreamFinders Homes. Presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products. On 1010XL, 92.5 FM. It's a Tuesday night, so you know what that means. Helmets Going and up. Heels is broadcasting live from the DreamFinders Home. I miss this place. It's been I know, a while. It's, it's so comfortable it's great. and delicious at the same All time. All at the same time. It's As fantastic. I mentioned earlier, lots of food. I think uh, good old safety Josh Evans is going to join us in a little bit from the Jags is making a sandwich at the moment. I think he got here early just to eat, by the way. I'm totally going to call him out for that. Um, <laughs> he either got here early to eat or to listen to our studs and duds. Uh, that's what it is. Because everybody <laughs> is clamoring for that segment. So let's get it going. Blythe, we'll start with you. Who is your stud of the week, even though we already know who it is? Yeah, you kind of already know because I said it in an email earlier. But my stud of the week is um, Fox Sports Outkick the Coverage, Clay Travis. Um, initially, whenever we heard about the Ryan Lochte story with the Olympics, it was, um, you know, social media went up in an uproar about it. And, you know, they had their pitchforks out and they were ready to go and ready to, to essentially ban him from swimming for life for what is essentially him just urinating outside of a building at a gas station. So him and a few swimmers, you don't know the story where have you been? But he was living, he was partying with some friends. They went to a gas station. They never went, Ryan Lochte never went inside. And so there are certain facts that are about the story that, that no one else is sort of talking about. And so I really liked the fact that Clay Travis took it, took that initial step to talk about the facts of the story, that nothing was damaged except for an already partially damaged sign. Um, there was a gun that was drawn on him. There was money exchanged. He was drinking. He did make some poor decisions, but I don't think that he's done anything wrong to resort to him losing all of his sponsorships within the past 24 hours. And he's sort of been crucified ever since this happened last week. And so I really appreciated, you know, certain media members that, that take it upon themselves that, that don't sort of, you know, add fuel to the fire and instead look for the facts of the situation. And I think he was one of the first and the only ones that have sort of reported the truth since then. USA Today, I think, came out with a piece yesterday that sort of corroborated the same thing. You know, NBC, TMZ, 
all of these other media outlets went to that gas station to see if there was any damage done and they couldn't find anything. So it's just little facts like that that haven't been released because it doesn't cause, you know, sort of the, the social media outrage that everybody has already, you know, heard over the past week. I will say, I think if he was a more articulate athlete, I think a lot of this would have been, that's the nicest way I can say it. I think a lot of this would have been put to bed and I think the sponsorships would not have um, been removed from him. But I think that his persona prior to this is also what kind of got him into hot water. It's a, I think it's a combination. I don't think they're just looking at this one incident, but it, I mean, unfortunately for those sponsors, this was very negative in almost every way, shape or form. Yes. There are certain places that may be kind of making sure that they have all the truth, but that's not most places. And so the average American, when they wake up, that day after the story is broken, they hear Lochte's lying. Lochte got to go home. And that's all Lochte's you've heard. with his He's girlfriend. Lied. Exactly. And so I think that makes sense as to why the sponsors had to pull out in addition to some of the um, other background issues that have been in well, Lochte's it, past. It, it, I don't know that you can lose sponsorships because you're an idiot. I, I think. Oh, you absolutely can. Yeah, I don't know that you should because Being an idiot leads to idiotic decisions. Well, well, so what about Michael Phelps? What about Draymond Green? What about all these other athletes that have had, you know, circumstances in the past that should have caused them to lose sponsorships? I think the real reason is these sponsors saw a way out. He's 32 years old and they don't want to spend any more money on him. And he's not, he's probably not going to be in any more Olympics. But neither, according to what Phelps is saying, neither is Phelps. But because currently in this most recent Olympics, he's done nothing wrong. Now he's, he's a father of a young child and his wife's there. And so there's this positive momentum. Sponsors get to do whatever they want. They and if, if you give them, right. If yeah. you give them a reason, it's their money. They get, but it's they get to make reason. those decisions. He was in another, to them it is, he was wasted is, yeah. in, in a country that has had its own sort of, issues, whether it's the body parts, whether it's the Zika, whether it's the bad water, whether it's the green water in the pool, he's already, you know, the country's but, already at a, at a standstill when it comes to public relations. But at the same point, like this is still a situation where four American, four American swimmers had guns drawn on them. They demanded money from them. And a, another swimmer was pulled off of a plane and they extorted $11,000 from him just so he could get home. Like this is not, I don't think that Ryan Lochte and these swimmers, I think they made a bad decision. Decision, but I don't think that they're bad guys and that they the, the treatment of them has been justified over the past week. The real criminals in this are those, you know, rent a cops that pulled guns on them and demanded money in another language. In any in, in any other place in the world, that is a robbery. So he was correct in the fact that he thought that he was getting robbed. And so that's where all of this stems from. I don't care if he, you know, embellished a story a little bit because he was drunk and because a gun was pointed at him and he didn't specify the correct body part that it was pointed at him. He still deserved to to have sort of his, he doesn't deserve to get treated like this. I don't care if he is an idiot. I don't care if, if he made a bad decision. I don't think that all of this that has culminated since then makes sense. My favorite part was though in true lofty fashion, when the whole story came out, the question was asked, so what happened when the gun was pulled on you? And his response oh was whatever. <laughs> That's what he said Honestly. to the gunman, according to him originally, whatever. 
like, here's some money. And he, I think Come I gave on. him like 400 bucks or something. And that's what you're sort of told to do whenever you go to other countries. And, and if, you know, if, if you're caught on, on the beach, you know, having a drink or if you're holding your cell phone out and somebody tries to sit, you're, you're, you're taught to give them money because those cops can, are so easily corrupted. So I think in this, in this instance, we're so quick to blame these American swimmers who just won gold medals for us instead of a corrupt police department in another country. And I certainly understand that part. And by the way, Amanda, you don't get a dud because... Yeah, I mean, we already has... talked about my dud, so I guess I don't even need to talk about it. Your dud was lofty, so... My dud was lofty, not because he's a bad person, but because he just handled everything the wrong way, and he's just a dud. Well, he's an idiot. Yeah. But I don't think that he should have all of this backlash. He's been raked over the coals for the past week, but and I think also, it's unjustified. But it's also because he stole... He stole time from all the other fantastic stories that we've heard Who in the did, Olympics. How did he steal it? <laughs> because everyone covered it. Everyone's been talking about Ryan Lochte instead of everything else that's been happening. And that's, that's what I hate. Fault. I'm not saying it's his fault, but he is my dud, partly because of that reason, also because he's an idiot. Then that's the media. Your dud should be the media, too. No, my dud is Ryan Lochte. Lochte slash media. Let's get to who's your stud. <laughs> okay, my stud is Brittany Wagner, who we had on Frank's show early this afternoon. If you've had a chance to watch Last Chance You on Netflix. Um, it's fantastic. So if you haven't watched it, I really, really encourage you to do so. You can get a month free. That's what I did. A month free on I Netflix. I remember yes. to cancel it. <laughs> and it's only six episodes, so it's super easy to binge watch or you can take your time. But it's basically a behind the scenes look at a Juco football team. And it's real and it's raw and it's just fantastic. And Brittany Wagner is the athletic advisor. I hope I got her title right. It, um, it's a longer title, but you're academic slash athletic advisor. And she deals with all the players um, and all the players who are at this Juco, East Mississippi Community College, are there because they got in trouble before, whether they failed out of school or they got in trouble with the law. So there are kids from Florida State and from all over um, who are trying to get back into football. And she has so much patience. She is so genuine and she is just so passionate about these players and she wants them to succeed and she's just fantastic. And so you'll know what I'm talking about um, if you watch the show, but she's just awesome. I loved having her on today. She was fantastic. She was great. And not that we have enough time to talk about it, but the one thing that I found very amusing, um, I don't even know what other word I would use to describe this scene, but the coach, Buddy Stevens, is talking to the players. One of my favorite things is he always says, all right, everybody touch somebody before they pray. Everybody touch somebody. I love that part. I love his accent. But yeah. the better part is when he's talking about how they'll get a $300 fine if they have girls in their dorm rooms. Right. So he says, you know what costs a lot less than that? If a bunch of you split a hotel room. I don't have to hear about it. You have to pay less. Um, maybe we shouldn't have filmed that or maybe that shouldn't have no, that's, been that's real. Okay. Great. part of this show this documentary is real as real gets and that's what i loved about it and they don't spare anything even the language so if you're watching do not have any children around because it is very very vulgar well as someone who works in college athletics uh i would never have let that part of it on camera but all right so my stud obviously there have been devastating floods in louisiana the president president obama got kind of harassed a little bit because he didn't leave his vacation um, up north to come down in Cape Cod to come or Martha's Vineyard to come down to Louisiana. He went down today though. So at least that part of it's taken care of. But 
majority of LSU football players and coaches, as well as the Alabama basketball coach, Avery Johnson, who's from Louisiana, from New Orleans, and then also Gamecocks, the South Carolina football team, all got together. The LSU football players actually visited a bunch of the residents who are displaced. There are 60,000 homes that have been damaged in some way, shape, or form. Some have washed away, and then others have varying degrees of damage. And so all of these people got together, some went and visited, and then the other ones who are not in Louisiana raised a bunch of money and then also got supplies together and collected a truckload or a couple truckloads and sent those to Louisiana. So in times of need, you want Americans to step up and be there for each other. And I thought that they did something above and beyond what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I always want to celebrate that. All right. That's quickly, cool. Blythe, awesome. your dud. My dud is NBC Universal CEO Steve Burke because he blamed millennials for the low Olympic ratings. He said the Olympics, are, if the rating, he said back in June, if the Olympic ratings were down by 20%, he would blame millennials because they spent too much time on Facebook and Snapchat and woke up and realized that the Olympics were over and that they happened. But the primetime viewership between the 18 to 49 year old demographic was down 25%, but the live streaming was up 24%. And I think that that speaks more to the television market and how we've changed our viewing habits so much. People want things on demand. They want it commercial free. Um, they want their music, their TV shows, everything on demand. And I think that's where NBC sort of slipped up and they didn't have that access for regular fans in order to, to watch it in a, in a way that they want to. So that was my, that's, that's my dad, Steve Burke. My dud is Baylor wide receiver Ishmael Zamora. I'm not going to get into specifics. All I'm going to tell you, because I did not watch the video, I refused to watch the video. He was caught on camera beating his dog, kicking his dog, his Rottweiler. And Baylor was aware of this and did nothing to him. He's now been suspended since it's come out into the public and things like that. But come on, man. Like It's an awful video. You, Yeah, that's why I refuse to watch it. Being a dog owner, I, I can't imagine. I get certainly mad. We all who have pets, Amanda included with her cat, we get frustrated hey, with our... Cats are animals too. Right. I'm saying, I'm saying I said as a dog owner, Whatever. you have a cat. Whatever. Similar, different though, very different personalities. Um, my dog is nine and still does bad stuff, you know, but I don't ever want to cause him harm. I want to teach him a lesson Mm -hmm. in a way that he'll understand it. And I just, this frustrates me because especially haven't you heard about Michael Vick and the dog fighting and all the stuff that can come of negative publicity when you do something wrong to animals. And so he's my dud and he needs to be sentenced to, a million hours of community service at pet shelters. See, I, th- I thought it was sort of uh, like an overreaction. You know, social media had, can always do that. But when I looked at the video, it was sort of an underreaction because it is very, very gruesome. He's beating him with a belt. Oh, and I'm, not gonna watch it. I'm not going to watch it, that. I watched five I, seconds I and that was it. It was like, nope, that's it. Yeah, so we'll see what happens um, with him. All right, on a positive note, we are now going to talk to Jaguars safety Josh Evans. We have lots of questions for him. First, we'll start with football, and then we'll get into the personal side. If y'all have any questions here live with us, certainly personal. let us know either one, football or personal. We get into the nitty-gritty. And uh, that will be next. Thanks for tuning in to Helmets and Heels or joining us live at the DreamFinder Stadium home right outside of Everbank Field on 1010XL92. Built by DreamFinders Homes. Presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products. On 1010XL, 92.5 FM.
So last week on Helmets and Heels, built by Dream Funders Homes, we had a national champion in former Ohio State Buckeye, mm-hmm. Michael Bennett. Yes. Boo? Who just it, booed? It, no, people are allowed to boo Buckeyes, <laughs> just like they're allowed to boo Seminoles. No but you know who they will, Seminoles here. You know who they will not boo tonight? Our Gators, as we welcome in former Gator, always a Gator, Jaguars safety, Josh Evans. Josh, how are you? I'm pretty good. And yourself? We are doing fantastic. Thank you. And you actually had an early day today, so you couldn't wait to come back to Everbank Field and hang out with us, right? I'm so excited to get into this. So. <laughs> All right. So, Josh, you started as a free safety for the Jags, and right. you've transitioned to strong safety. Mm-hmm. So which one do you prefer? And try and explain to people who may not understand exactly what, say, box safety is versus free safety. Uh, well, personally, I would prefer whatever position to put me on the field the fastest. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, it's always great to learn, you know, both. You know, it creates more value when you can play free safety and strong safety. Uh, you know, the rules changed a little bit this year. So far as being a, considered a box safety, they actually have the strong safety in the box a little more. So it's pretty much kind of like a athletic linebacker in the sense of being down in a box. And, uh, you know, it, it get real <laughs> in that box with them big boys. But uh, I like it. I like them both. How's the transition been for you? Pretty smooth? Uh, it's, it's pretty smooth. I think the, the rules they have this year for the free and strong, you know, uh, it works best for the scheme we have this year. And I think, uh, you know, it, it'll work in a way to where we can create a lot of plays. Two games into the preseason, what is a good pro and con of the new, D, new Jaguars defense? Uh, I would say, you know, uh, the new guys we got come in, you know, they, they bring that excitement to this team. You know, they came in from day one and got comfortable, and I think that was the biggest thing. You know, some, sometimes guys come in and it take time to get a feel for them to see, you know, how they fit into a new scheme, new defense. But uh, these guys came in, man, and, and showed great effort since day one. Um, the toughest part is, you know, finding that rhythm. You know, mm-hmm. there's just the second game. Some guys are just getting warmed up. You know, the Seminole Jalen just had his first game last week. Everybody's <laughs> excited to see him play. So kind of just getting their feet back wet, you know, and getting back into the, the rhythm of things. Josh, do you know who is the leading tackler on the Jaguars through two games of the preseason? Uh, I'm not sure who the leading I tackler I didn't think you right. did. So raise your hand. Because it's you. You lead the Jaguars (laughs) with eight tackles through the preseason. Look at that. (laughs) Nice little cat on the back. See, I didn't pay attention to the stats. And nor should you certainly in preseason, but I think that is certainly something to highlight. And so there's also a new safety in town, Tayshawn Gibson, and there's been a lot of talk about people being excited about him. What have you learned from him so far? Oh, man, that's a guy, you know, he came in. He's a fast guy, pretty athletic, you know, go up there and make plays uh, in the air on the ball. And uh, one thing, man, you know about him is he a hard worker. You know, he's a guy who came in and from day one, like I said, who uh, who proven himself on and off the field. You know, he's a true pro and, uh, you know, a, a guy that we're all glad to have here in Jacksonville to, to make the same plays he made in his career. There's been a lot of talk about this defense. Like you mentioned, a lot of new guys. So there's obviously a lot of transition. <laughs> yeah. But another new guy, not new to the Jaguars, but new to the defense as a whole, is defensive coordinator Todd Wash. Right. So what have you been able to learn from him so oh, far? Man, I, I love Todd Wash. You know, he's a guy, you know, I came in my rookie year and a high energy guy, somebody we can all relate to. You know, he's a player's coach, but he also knows how to 
know how to get after it. And uh, a guy like him, you know, he's well respected in our room and uh, somebody who, who plays off how we feel. And that's the biggest thing, you know, when the players can actually speak up <clears throat> and tell them, hey, coach, I like this call. I don't really like that call. He really listened to us, and that gives us, you know, the, the motivation and effort to go out there and play even harder. That's cool. Is that different <laughs> for a coach to listen to players uh, and actually take it to heart? Definitely. Definitely is a big difference. You know, um, you know I've been in places to where – what you say really don't matter. It's kind of like, hey, this is what you got to do. Right. Do it now, and this is the way it's going to work. And it's like, all right, but that don't fit me. But if you want me to do that, I'll do it. Whereas in, it's like, all right, coach, I, you want me to do it this way, but I feel more comfortable doing it this way. Like he's more open to listening to the players and how they feel, you know, definitely down and distant scheme or whatever it takes going into that week of preparation. Josh, it's your fourth, fourth year entering w- with the Jaguars into right. the season. What are some valuable lessons that you're teaching the rookies since you're on the other side of the coin now? <laughs> I'll say the biggest thing is uh, something I asked Paul Puzzle Leslie my rookie year. I asked him, hey, man, how you, how you last this long, what you do? And he said, uh, taking care of your body. And it took me to week eight to realize what taking care of your body means because that's when the rookie wall hit me. And, uh, you know, just one of those things, uh, you know, getting in the hot tub, cold tub, massages, you think, you know, at 20, 21 years old, you can just run around and do a forever and you're going to feel great. So you realize you don't play 16 games in college, you know, at this level. You know, uh, it's bigger, faster people. The game is stronger. Uh, it's definitely more mental as far as learning the playbook, learning the scheme, uh, understanding, uh, you know, the, the game week of preparation. So uh, I would say that's the biggest thing. Uh, you got to take care of your body because if, if it ain't working for you, then it ain't cutting it for you. Do you still scream like a little girl when you get in the cold tub? <laughs> nah, I never really liked the I never really liked the cold tub. That was really my thing. But you know what? Uh, at the univer- the University of Florida, that's right. They made us get in all the time, so uh, <laughs> I got adjusted to it. <laughs> I did a summer camp, a soccer camp at UF when I was in high school, and that was yeah. my first and only introduction into the cold tub. And I remember telling everyone, "My bones are broken. Right. Like literally, every bone in my lower body is now broken." Right. And the trainers just kept looking over the athletic trainer is like, ha, you'll, be fine. You'll, yeah, you'll understand why we do this in a few minutes. Relax, right. chill out. Okay. Speaking of taking care of your body, there's a kind of defensive guy on your team that's very well known recently for taking care of his body with as much money as he spends on it. <laughs> and you already know who I'm talking about in Jared Audrick, one right. of the defensive linemen. Definitely. Is there something that you want to kind of pick his brain about when it comes to taking care of the body? Well, you know, some some people are probably more extreme than others, and some people, like you said, when uh, when you when you're paid out there, you know, they got the you know the the means to do so. So a guy like Jared can go to Canada, or go somewhere, and really get high maintenance on his uh on his body. But like you know, everybody's body different. You know, you're talking about a guy who's two seventy, two eighty, and me, that's two ten. So. That's more maintenance on a bigger body. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, he's also a guy, man, you know, to talk to and ask questions about his experience through the league. Uh, standoff guy and very outspoken. You know, he'll tell you what it is at all times. He'll tell you the truth whether you like it or not. And uh, you got to like that at times because that's somebody who can tell you the truth about yourself when you really don't want to, you know, hear from somebody else. He'll tell it to you. And like you said, you know, somebody that we all know who does whatever it takes to make sure he feels good on game day. It's always been interesting to me how athletes take care of their bodies because someone who's not an athlete just assumes, well, you know what you're doing. You've been doing this for so long. You know how to take care of yourself. But obviously, you have to learn that. And then there are these fads like cupping. Do you do cupping? No. I've done it before, but I don't do it all. Because there are a lot of players that do cupping. Yeah, a lot of players do it. Is it painful? Uh, It's not as painful as it looks. Okay. It's okay. 
Because I watched, I watched a little video on it, and literally your skin, skin is, is yeah. pulling up into the cup. Yeah. So what's the weirdest thing you've done to take care of your body? Or assume it will take care of your body, but you don't know until you try it. Uh, the weirdest thing I've done. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it necessarily means of taking care of the body, but I know last year I had a, a big lump on my knee. And I used to have to get it drained about three times a week because wow. it was just full with, uh, with fluid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I remember, like, the day before the game, I had to get it drained. Then the day of the game, I had to get it drained again. It was just crazy, uh, you know, getting that thing done. But uh, I would say it took me about my second year to start establishing my own rhythm before the game or what I do to, to get me ready. Because, you, know, you know, you ask people, you know, what gets you ready, and they got their own story of what get them ready, but what might get Paul ready might not get me ready. Mm-hmm. You know, what might get me ready might not get him vice versa. So, uh, And your knee's just, fine now? Yeah, yeah, knee is fine now, okay. you know. No draining anymore. I know, because I'm not draining I'm not draining it, just in case you're wondering. You wouldn't want to see it. It's crazy. Josh, the Bengals come into town yes. this weekend. Playoff team last year. They have a 15th. They, they ranked 15th overall for their passing, 13th for their, their running game. Walk me through how you're mentally and physically preparing for this matchup. Right. You know, it's a great opportunity for a team like that to come in and uh, us get an experience for that. You know, it's just you treat it like every week. I don't like the change up. The preparation, I think we as a team is the same way. I don't mm-hmm. like to change all oh, the Bengals coming in. Let's do something different or let's work hard at this. It's like, no, nah, you treat each week the same way. You just know going into the game what type of team you're dealing with. So uh, it's definitely something to recognize to go out there and make sure you pay attention to the fundamentals and the scheme of things of how, you know, they run their offense. Uh, definitely on third down, you know, what they like to do on first and 10, second down and third down, getting off the field. And um, I think the preparation through the week is basically, you know, just paying attention to the little things. Sometimes you might be so big on what they're doing at this down and distance, but really it might take to, to stop the, the margin of yards on first and second down. So uh, I think our, our approach would be the same, you know, as every week and just to go out there and just dominate. Well, you, you mentioned fundamentals. Through two preseason games, the Jaguars have had a lot of penalties so right. far. Is that right. just a nature of what happens in the preseason or is it cause for concern? No, I don't think it's cause for concern. I think it's still early. And I think uh, there's a lot of young guys out there, you know, who's trying to make the team and going out there and doing whatever it takes. And uh, that come with just, you know, having your nerves running, just being out there. And don't get it twisted. Even some of the older guys, you know, this is still our first two games, too. So a lot of nerves just going. Uh, you might jump off sides or you might make a you know a play here, here and there. And uh, it's tough, definitely, as a safety, you know, the way you might hit a receiver. You might try to hit him the right way, but the rule, you know, you can't hit him really mm-hmm. from the, the neck up. So it's sometimes it's, it's not as easy as what people think it is uh, to make a hit you might think you really tried your best to make sure you know you hit them the right way and it could turn up being a, a penalty and a fine you know on top of it so um i think it'll get better this week and next week and as the weeks go jaguar safety josh evans joining us he will stick around for another segment as we get into the personal side yeah. <laughs> last question when it comes to the football side though you guys got to go against the bucks in practice right. last week jonathan cyprian came out and said your teammate came out and said why are you basically i'm going to paraphrase why are you guys expecting fights we're grown men come on did you kind of anticipate uh, any fights or did you know it was going to go smoothly you know what i got honestly so i was prepared for whatever happened. <laughs> <laughs> you got to prepare for it you know you put a bunch of men, you know, on the, on the same field who's very competitive, and sometimes it might not be, you know, I'm going to go out there and fight this guy. It just might be a good play, and just the aggression of the play, it turns into that. So, uh, you know, in this game, you got to be prepared for it, even on game day. You never know. You might hit somebody the wrong way, and they might be ready to throw hands with you. But uh, everything went well. You know, we all enjoyed ourselves throughout the whole week. There were professionals about it. We were, too. And, uh, you know, it was just great to 
to get an experience with uh, another team, you know, to see how they run their offense, to see how they run their defense, special teams, and uh, competing against other people. You know, we're used to going against each other every day, and sometimes you kind of know what this guy is going to do. Like, all right, he's going to run right. I'm going to run right with him. This guy's like, okay, now I'm going to, you know, go a little harder because I don't know if he's going to go right or left. So you kind of bring your A game, you know, during that week of practice. And certainly it was good for Blake to have different looks thrown at him, too. Blake Bortles, the quarterback. So (laughs) we'll be back with Josh Evans. And certainly last week also it was kind of a reunion of Florida Gators and Florida State Seminoles after the game. (laughs) So I'm sure that was a lot of fun. All right, we will get into some personality questions for Josh Evans' Jaguar (laughs) safety next. Thanks for tuning in to Helmets and Heels built by DreamFinders Homes on Tencent XL 92.5 FM live from the DreamFinders Stadium home. Girls just want to talk football. More helmets and heels. Built by DreamFinders Homes. Presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products. Now on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Former Florida Gator and now Jaguar safety Josh Evans joining us. And Josh, I scanned the crowd for some questions for you. Here we go. I'm going to start off (laughs) with something that's easy but also may cause you some difficulty because you may have a lot of these. What is your favorite memory as a Florida Gator? My favorite memory as a Florida Gator. Ooh, what do I start with? See? That it's been so <laughs> many, so many, so many memories at Florida. I'm going to have to go with the... 27-2 to two when Florida State beat you guys last year. Oh, oh. cut it out. I wasn't there, so that won't be my memory. Okay, just checking. We beat them when I was there, by the way. Um, <laughs> I got to go with the Florida LSU game. You know, um, it was a lot depending on that game, and I think both teams played great. And, uh, you know, we pulled the win off, you know, towards the end. And just the atmosphere, I've never seen the fans been – you know, be so involved, you know, after the game, waiting for us, the kids and our families. And uh, I think that was probably more exciting than the team, you know, to see how the fans reacted. Oh, you know, we brought home the victory. And it was kind of like that determining how we was going to be that year, you know, and that was our first big win. And I think that was probably one of my best memories. Well, and it's so fun as a Florida fan to have the SEC West opponent be LSU every year. <laughs> fun for the fan, yet also torture depending right. on the year. But <laughs> they're such a great fan base and they have so much passion also. And so to me, like it's just such a good mixture of teams. I love mm-hmm. it. I, I I love it when they're not as good. Like I loved the year that we beat them, I forget, um, like fifty one oh, yeah. to nine or something like that. When Tebow was there, absolutely, yeah. Tebow, of course, Tebow mm. has to jump his way into the conversation every time. <laughs> Do you still <laughs> pay attention to college football, or is it hard? You know, not as much. I don't really get a chance to, you know, see some of the guys play. Every now and then, that you know, pop up, you hear a few names, but I don't really get to see it as much. Yeah. What about uh, fantasy football? Do you play fantasy at all? Not at all. I don't not think into we it. can play fantasy football. Oh, yeah. You can't. Not allowed. I thought Maurice Jones True famously. <laughs> not for money. You can play. Oh, people probably I think you play can play, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah just play. to play. Yeah. I but I don't think that. you can draft yourself. I think there are some rules in there. Huh. Probably. I think he did draft him. Well, maybe it's changed since then when MJD played. Because he, <laughs> he definitely could be did wrong. draft himself. <laughs> you never know. What's the cool, cool, coolest? I just made up a word. There we go. What is the coolest stadium you've ever played in? The coolest stadium I ever played in? College or? It doesn't matter. Um, the coolest. Ooh. Or just most memorable. I would say uh, when I was in, when we played the St. Louis Rams, that stadium was pretty, pretty wild how they came out the intro. Pretty different indoor. 
I liked it. It's a good answer considering yeah. now that's not an option. Right. No more. Right. Get out of oh. LA now. No, not anymore. <laughs> but it was pretty cool being there. That was my first time ever. So, uh, cool. Today, Dwight Howard said that he could beat LeBron James in an MMA fight. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which NFL player could you beat, Conor McGregor uh, style? Oh, man. You said, repeat that. Which. Which could, which other NFL player could you be? Because earlier in the preseason, people or a lot of Jaguar players were asked, "Who would you not, do not want to fight? Not want to fight? Who would I?" Jeremy fight? Parnell was the overall pick who for the Jaguars of people who would you, you would, would not want yeah. to on your team. Who do yeah. you think in the NFL? Do you agree you with take? that? Who do I think I can take in the NFL? Ooh, I mean. Specific quarterback, maybe. No, nah, quarterback's kind of soft. I, mean, <laughs> I a little more than a quarterback. Uh, um, I don't know. I'd probably have to be a receiver. You know, we like to beat up receivers. Yeah. <laughs> receiver. I ain't got a, a name or who, but uh, it'll probably be a receiver. All of them, so. hopefully. Yeah. Julian Edelman. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting slammed. <laughs> and this now just went natural. Yeah, I don't know that we should have gone there. <laughs> Josh, what is your oh, least man. favorite chore? Uh, my least oh. favorite? Ooh, man, I got a few. <laughs> <laughs> As you think about this, I will tell you recently, and I will not say the team name, but I was handing out sheets to some of our players at UNF, yeah. and one of the questions was, what is your least favorite chore? And she responded, um, I didn't do chores in high school. I wanted to rip the paper back. Right. Say, let me show you around the office. Well, and, someone's uh, about to uh, do clean a chore. That would be me. Um, but yeah, so what is your least favorite chore now that I told that story? Um, I'll say it's, it's probably two. Bathrooms for sure is number one. I hate doing a bathroom. Nobody likes the bathroom. No, Nobody. It's just, ah, you know what I'm talking about. Gross. And uh, dishes. I don't. I don't like to wash dishes. Really? No. What about just putting them in the dishwasher? Yeah, you can. Mm. You, you still gotta wash them. But you know, my people they kind of old school. They like to actually get in the sink and wash everything all out. <laughs> Scrub everything. I'm just throwing it in the dishwasher. Yes. <laughs> I don't really think that's old school, by the way. Well, you must be still washing by hand. Okay. <laughs> I have a dishwasher, but I prefer to wash by hand. <laughs> All right, Josh, you've been in Jacksonville for a little while now. What's your favorite thing to do here? Of course, when you're not playing football. Favorite thing to do. Sometimes I like to get out to go uh, by the beach. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a few places out there that I sit back, get back with my friends, and uh, just have a good time. Do you have a favorite place yet? Like favorite restaurant? Uh, Favorite place. I've been to Ocean Grill a few times. You know, it's pretty cool out there in Ocean Grill. Um, Another place I go to is um, Yama's. You ever heard of that? That's a good place. Good place. Good place to sit back and chill. That's not by the beach, though, but it's just another little hangout spot. What about guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I got to think about that one. We'll come back to that question. Reality TV, maybe. Reality. (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) It's funny because the reality TV, um, people wouldn't even think I watch a whole bunch of other stuff. Like, I watch, like, Love and Hip Hop, and sometimes uh, the Housewives be on. Sometimes my sister over, she had that on. You watch Housewives? My sister have it on it. Sometimes I watch it with her. I do. Which one's Uh, your favorite? Which city? uh, I think, what is it? LA? OC? Beverly Hills? Beverly Hills. Okay. They all crazy, man. It's a bunch, of, crazy. bunch of drama. I don't even know how she get me to watch it with her. I don't know, come watch it with me. Like, no, I want to watch a bunch of girls throw juice and water every show. Did you say throw cheese and water? No, I said throw juice and water. You know, oh. every show somebody throwing yeah, some yeah, alcohol yeah, yeah. on somebody. Yep. Somebody getting splashed with something. 
That but, keeps uh, their um, Botox intact. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's prescribed by the doctors. Um, two questions from the audience. One, what do you miss most about New Jersey? Um, I miss having my seasons. You know, we, we get all seasons back in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't think we have a fall here? Man, it was 80 degrees on Christmas last year. You, know, they, you ain't getting no snow down here. They get cool every now and then, but I'll say that's probably what I miss most the seasons. And another question, are you single? Yes, I am. And ready to... Who asked that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, these are anonymous questions okay, from the I'm audience. Sorry. I'm not sure. Tr- you're right. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not going to... I'm not, not going to get anyone in trouble. anybody out. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> if you could switch places with any athlete in history, who would it be and why? Any oh, athlete wow. in history. Ooh. Any athlete, who would it be? I would say I'd probably be a baseball player or something like that. A-Rod or something. A-Rod out of all of them? Yeah, I mean. What about MJ? You got him on your shirt. MJ, that'd be great, too. Probably MJ A-Rod. Those are people who just. That's what the AR stands for. You know, not play another a, a down. You know, they're good after after this sport. That's true. Did you watch the Olympics at all? Yeah, I got to watch a few of them. Few Which years. Olympic sport would you compete in if you could? Uh, well, you know, I used to be a, a All-American hurdler in uh-huh. my day. You know, I'd have probably tried that event out. I actually ran in college, too, until I got hurt. But um, I love to watch all the events, you know, the sprint events. Cool. Could you do the hurdles right now, like 400 meters of hurdles right now? Absolutely not necessarily not. fast, but could you jump over them? I can probably get over them. You can. Okay. It won't be a fast time right now. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be competing for the Olympic team. Not anytime soon. It was fun to watch, though. All right. What's your biggest pet peeve? Uh, biggest pet peeve? I got a few of those. <laughs> pet peeve. You know, I'm... I'm a timing person. If I say I'm going to be somewhere at 7, I'm going to be there at 7. If I'm going to pick you up at 7, be ready at 7. Ladies, pay attention. <laughs> Please do. You know, I, that, that's me. I'm not one of those, oh, you say 7, but it'd be at 7.30. Like, don't start your makeup at 6 if you You know, I'm going to pick you up at 7. So what? You know, How much makeup is this person putting you in hours? You know, they might take forever. Some people, Sometimes you're dancing oh while you're on or doing about what you're going to wear. Like, I'm there at 7. Be ready outside at 7. It takes don't, a long time to figure out what you're going to wear. Don't wait to 6.45 to just get in the shower. You know, I'm coming. Be wait, ready. are you not going to knock on the door and ring the doorbell? So they have to be outside? Yeah, be ready. He's going to be there. Now they're sweating ready. off the makeup they put on for an hour. Hey, that's why you prepare. You get ready. Start two hours in advance the way you ain't sweating. Sit back, grab you some water, stay hydrated. He's got some time. rules. That's why he's single. This has been a problem in the past. Facts. I like the being prompt, though, and I do think for people who don't necessarily get involved in the football world, being on time is something, and and athletics in general, being on time is something that is not a normal concept. You have to be early. You have to. Like, I guarantee that most football players show up probably an hour before they're expected to be anywhere. Would you say that's right? You got to. You know, it's it's totally unacceptable to show up at an 8 o'clock meeting at 7.59. It's just not happening. And in the corporate world, I would say it's the opposite. I'd say most people are thinking, all right, the meeting starts at 8. Well, it's usually a little late, so I'll show up at like 8.03. You know, I'll be finishing an email as I saunter in with my coffee. I hear some people say they get like a 15-minute rule, like work start at 8, but if I get there by 8.15, 8.20, I'm good. It's like, okay, wish I had that luxury (laughs) rolling in at 8.15. Okay, we will not be dating. Next. Um, I want to ask about a secret talent that I heard you have. Okay. And it has to do with music. Right. What is this secret talent that I. I'm a singer. No, I'm playing. I'm not a singer. Uh, I play the piano. You know, that's what I do. I like to play the piano. But aren't you a DJ? 
I do DJ too. That was really the low key thing. I wasn't going to get into my DJing skills, but See? y'all can book me booking in my body on Instagram. You know, I do house parties. But yeah, I like the DJ. You know, I just got hip to it about uh, two years ago. A little app somebody put me on and I, I mastered it. I'm a perfectionist. So. Nice. One of the best DJs in Jacksonville, y'all. Just let me know. Do you have a DJ name we should know about? DJ Easy. That is the oh, name. Okay. DJ Easy. Look out for him. As an E A S Y or as an E Z? Is there a Z? Z. That's what I figured. I just wanted to clarify in case people go to Google and put DJ Easy. One day y'all might hear me before the game out there mixing it up in the stadium before the job. Oh, part time job. Well, I'm going to need you to play It's a Jags Day, which you may not be aware of, but. Oh, we, we were song. we were oh, backup gotta, vocals on the song. song. We have wow. a song. Maybe Jordan can play it for us <laughs> oh. a little later. We, yeah, but yeah, um, maybe, maybe as we go, yeah, maybe as we go into break, that gives her about uh, time. three ride. minutes to pull that song up. <laughs> you don't want to hear it live. But <laughs> 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 well, we're missing the main key of the song. Yeah, yeah. So we need some harmony going on. Some harmony going on. Absolutely. Fellow Gator Tim Tebow is going to be trying out for a bunch of baseball teams. Right. How hard is it, do you think, to switch from one sport to another? Uh, I mean, that depends on how good you are at playing <clears throat> both sports. You know, some guys are, you know, handy like that to play both sports. But I think it's more difficult when you've been playing one sport for so long and haven't played the other and then try to come back to it. Uh, but, you know, Tebow is blessed, so I'm pretty sure God is on his side to help him. Wherever is there any skill set that sort of correlates between the two between the two oh, sports? Oh, definitely, definitely. Hand-eye you know, coordination, I would imagine. You know, football is a total different sport than uh than baseball, so you'll definitely have to go out there and uh, work on your craft and fundamentals in baseball. And I think it's uh it, it's not easy as people would think. Oh, he's an athlete; he can go out there and do it. It's like no, it takes time. You can't just come out there and run a route and ain't ran routes in 17 years. You know. So it takes something you have to work at. What is your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. Yeah, because you get to eat? Yeah. yeah. Be around Ooh, family? What's... Definitely. I think it's, uh, you know, being around family, <clears throat> they all make my favorite dishes. So to have them come in town and cook is always always good. Show up a few pounds heavier the next day. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favorite dish? Thanksgiving dish? Ooh, I do. I do got a favorite Thanksgiving dish. Ladies, single <laughs> ladies, learn how to make this and make learn sure how to make it, it on quickly. Time. <laughs> take notes. Take notes. Uh, nah, nah, I'm, I'm a big soul food guy. You know, I grew up around, you know, I guess that southern, you know. Comfort food. Comfort mm-hmm, food. Yeah. You know, the baked macaroni and cheese, yams, chicken, collard greens, potatoes, uh, salad, you know, uh, macaroni salad. It's a, it's a lot of, you know, you name it. You know, they make it's a lot of carbs there, Josh. A lot of carbs. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> a lot blow of up. carbs. Blow up. Bread, you forgot the bread. Bro, oh, bread, biscuits, the turkey, all the all above. gravy over everything. Okay, before I get too hungry, because <laughs> it's about to happen, there are a lot I'm of guys eight. in. I know, but you know, it happens quickly with me. There are a lot of guys in the locker room right. who are really into fashion. Right. So, who would you say is the best dressed Jaguar? Besides myself, I would have to go Yeah, with, you uh, can't pick yourself, by yeah, the way. That's part of this. Okay. Best DJ, best dress. <laughs> Name it, man. I'm that what are you not, Josh? I mean, come on. All, best pianist. <laughs> uh, mm, you know what? I would probably have to go with uh, Mercedes Lewis. Okay. He's really into the fashion world, being a West Coast LA guy. 
I see how he, you know, he dressed. I'll say he's probably got to be up there. You think that's for him? Yeah, he's very trendy. You know, uh, he's into the new stuff, and he's into a lot of new uh, people that make stuff. You can tell he wears some things that people don't have, but uh, I'll have to go with Mercedes. And then we had um, Aaron Colvin on the show, quarterback Aaron Colvin, and he said he loves fashion. Right. Do you think he's in the top five? Definitely. <laughs> okay, I, good. My boy AC, yeah, 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 he can dress too, man. I mean, you, you can tell hands down when you see somebody. He's got it, and uh, his wife probably dresses him. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> That's funny. I'm not saying the wives can't dress their man. I'm just saying, I mean, you can tell the difference, you know. He's taking himself a hole here. I am, I'm, I am. Yeah, but it's I'm all right. It tomorrow. Well, the good news is single ladies have a lot of things in preparation for when they hang out with you and they will be well prepared. The one thing that may um, be weird is they're going to know everything about you. Not everything, but some things. Well, what do we not know about you? Because this is your last chance to tell everyone. Spill it. The things you don't know might take too long for me to explain. But no, I mean, (laughs) I'm actually real chill. You know, for some people, they think I'm like stuck up or I'm, you know, this big term or something like that and I'm the total opposite you know I'm funny I'm chill I like to hang out have fun do the simple things days off I like to watch shows and chill I'm not somebody that gotta always be active to do things not fancy and I'm not bougie I'm not oh he gotta go to Roof Chris or he gotta go to this type of restaurant I'm, be yourself with me you know cause I'm gonna be myself with you I'm honest I'm open and um you know, just like to have fun. That's all it is. Don't overthink it. Don't try to feel like I got to be somebody else because I'm around him. And now it kind of makes it awkward because that's you on Monday, but not you on Tuesday, thir- you know, on the, throughout the week. So uh, the biggest thing, man, just be yourself. Well, I believe that I like was it. just your candidacy for The Bachelor. Yep. There we go. There yep. we was, go. Did anyone get that on camera so we could send that into Chris Harris? Got it on Periscope. Sure. Oh, it's on Periscope. Perfect. So there okay. we go. Josh Evans, Jaguar Safety. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank Thanks, Josh. And uh, as you look forward to the season, what's the one game that you cannot wait to get to? Uh, the one game. You know, I'm excited about the Colts game down there in London this year. You know, we get to play them a little early. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's a big rival for us. So uh, Absolutely. I'm, I'm really excited for that game. Awesome. Well, thank cool. you so much. Go ahead. Thanks. Go ahead. Hey, Colts look, what? I said so? cool. Oh. oh. <laughs> cool, dude. Did you want me to, like, continue said, on? I thought you were going to say something about the Colts, early. so I wanted to make oh, sure. Oh, no, I said cool. If you had any jabs for the Colts, you <laughs> no, got them in no, right no here jabs. right now. Nope. <laughs> All right. For me. Josh, um, have a great evening, and good luck with the rest of practice this week. And we will see you Sunday night, kickoff 8 o'clock here at Everbank Field oh, yeah. against the Bengals. <laughs> and uh, Houday will not win that game. Just for the record well you already know what we coming here to do so exactly pull out that one this week that's right we're gonna take back the bank we are going to win (laughs) the game and uh we have a lot more to get to on helmets and heels specifically we are going to talk to greg clark next duval county elections official about early voting which is taking place right now so get ready for that thanks for tuning in to helmets and heels built by Dreamfinders homes on 1010 xl 92.5 fm you're listening to Helmets and Heels, built by Dreamfinders Homes. Presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products. On 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Thanks so much to our first two guests of the night, Jen Hauser, a CrossFit competitor, and you will get to see her competing out at the SoFit Expo this weekend at the Rep Your Box event. And Jaguar Safety Josh Evans, we now get to know or got to know a lot 
lot about Josh, both on and off the field. And next up, we get to talk to Greg Clark, elections go. official for Duval <laughs> County. How to, are you, Greg? We get to flex our muscles with voting, right? Yeah, absolutely. Time to flex our muscles with voting. Yeah. Now, one quick note is that you graduated from the Ohio State University. Is that uh, correct? It was actually my grad degree. I was a University of Louisville Cardinal. For, oh, for there undergrad. we go. I uh, I intentionally said it like that because I knew this one. Uh, <laughs> so she's got the, the Ohio State University. University. I didn't know that was that one who was a Buckeye over there. Yeah, I would I... never have said it. <laughs> All right, so let's hop right into it. We're in the middle of early voting for the August 30th primary. Talk a little bit about early voting and are there differences between early voting and voting on Election Day? Uh, the biggest difference is convenience, really uh, convenience. Uh, Mike's actually been on air. Uh, we've run a number of spots the last week and a half. And one of the big themes, of course, he's mentioning is avoid unexpected surprises on Election Day. You know, Election Day, you get that one day, that one shot to go. If something happens in your life, uh, maybe you're not able to get to the polls. So, so go vote early. We actually have 18 early voting sites. Uh, they're open now through August 28th. Uh, it's largely public libraries. Uh, a, a few community centers around town, and then our downtown elections office. So you, uh, they open at 10 a.m. Uh, each day, and they close at 6. Um, other than our downtown elections office, that's actually 8 a.m. To, to 5 p.m. So, Perfect. What if someone wanted to vote by mail? And if they want to, can they vote for the August 30th primary? Well, the, the first thing I'd say, if they want to vote by mail, they better hurry up um, <laughs> because actually the deadline to request a vote by mail ballot is tomorrow evening at five o'clock. So obviously we go back to encouraging people to vote, vote early. But uh, if you want to vote by mail and you can get your request in by five o'clock tomorrow evening, <laughs> you can actually do that by calling 630-1414. Uh, you can also go to our website, www.duvalelections.com, uh, and you can request a vote by mail ballot for yourself, but you can also request them for your immediate loved one. And if you go to the website, it'll walk you through the process. What if you're not registered to vote yet? Can you still register and, and, and vote in time for the August 30th primary? Actually, great question. Uh, Sorry to disappoint, but no. Um, the, uh -oh. the state actually Losers. the state actually closes the registration books, for lack of a better phrase, 29 days before mm. an election. So August 1st was the last day you could register uh, to vote. Now, if if all you're doing is changing your address, you're already an eligible registered voter, uh, and you move from the beaches over to the west side or some other uh, directional change, you can actually do that providing you're not changing party affiliation or anything you're just basically updating your your residency um, so just keep that in mind you could actually even do that on election day uh, the risk you run there is on election day which is another reason to vote early because in early voting you can go to any of the 18 early voting sites but on election day uh, you actually have to vote in your home precinct which is going to be somewhere reasonably close to where you live uh, so if you change your address uh, that day and you moved away from that precinct, you might get sent across town because state law says you have to vote in your home precinct on Election Day. So that's how people update their mm -hmm. voting and information.
Okay, well, what about if you're already registered to vote, how do you find your polling location? Okay, well, our, our website is a, a wealth of information. So uh, I know a number of your listeners are very digital-oriented. So uh, go to www.duvalelections. That's with an S on the end, duvalelections.com, and you can find a, a, a wealth of information. You can look yourself up. It'll, it'll actually... Uh, show you where your polling location is. It'll show you who your elected representatives are. You actually can download, once you get close to the election, which, of course, now we're close to the election, uh, you can download your sample ballot. So we always mail a sample ballot, but if you've lost your sample ballot or if you feel you didn't receive it in the mail, you could actually download your sample ballot, and then that way you could educate yourself a little bit and maybe, maybe know who you want to vote for before you, uh, before you get to the... It's always a good to, idea, it, right? It is, it is a good idea. It is a good idea. Otherwise, you're going to be standing there a while and yeah. Googling a lot of information. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and another note about early voting, we're, we're up to about 50% uh, are voting, a combination of voting early and voting by mail. Uh, and we'll really encourage people in November uh, to think about voting early if they've never done it because uh, our, our, our turnout will jump somewhere close to 90% of the registered voters. So uh, we're very well prepared in Duval County. We have excellent equipment. We have plenty of it. We have excellently trained poll workers. Uh, but with that vast number of, of voters turning out, we'll still have lines at the polls. So if you want to avoid lines in November in particularly, uh, vote early or vote by mail. We hear a lot of people say, well, I'm not voting because it's just a, it's just a wasted vote or they don't like any of the, the candidates or the, the proposals that, that are on the ballot. Um, what would yeah. you say to someone that says, why should I vote? Uh, you know, I think for some people that's a tough question. I, I don't find it a very tough question. There's a uh, you know, there's there's a real lack of voting rights in so many places in the world, and there's a real longing uh, for those voting rights. And, you know, my, I guess my question to your listeners, if they think it through, is, well, why do they long for their voting rights? You know, they, they it's because they want to be heard. And your vote is your voice. End of story. You know, your vote is your voice. Um, you have a number of listeners that call in all the time, right? You've got, they, they love to express their voice. They're in the That's sports right. bars. They're wherever they express their voice. Well, if they want to express their voice, vote. It's that simple. You know, if you want to express your voice, vote. True. Well, and certainly I would say that most people believe this will be an important election come November. Um, regardless of how you feel about anybody that's running, I would say that most people have a strong say, um, and that may not have been the case in past years, so certainly to be able to vote early to get your voice heard, but also not have to wait in lines and, and come up with what may be excuses on actual voting day, you get to just get it done. So here, certainly here. that's that's an important thing. Thank you, Greg. Well, thank you. And we'll uh, hopefully maybe we can come back on before the November election. And, uh, you know, we'll be running some more more spots on air. We are an advertiser, so <laughs> but we're advertising on behalf of the public, obviously, for voter awareness and voter education. Yeah. Sure. It's very important. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. That was Greg Clark, elections official for Duval County. So certainly, as we said, and we will reiterate, it is important to exercise your right to vote. Yes. My least favorite thing is when someone complains about the politicians or the policies that are going on in the world, and you ask them one simple question. So did you vote? 
And their answer is no. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. That's like saying that you got the option to choose your meal and you didn't choose anything. And then all of a sudden you complain about what you got. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. You have an option. You have a right to do it. So go out, do it. And Vote. we are giving you ways to make it easier. So take advantage of those ways. Ladies, there was a preseason game about 200 yards from where was we there? are now. I know, Blythe, you may not have gotten to be present for it based off of marital um, situations. Not my marital. Not her own. <laughs> That's why I said it like that. <laughs> But there's an also very important, the most important preseason game of the season comes up Sunday night, 8 o'clock, Jaguars, Bengals. What are the most important things that will go on inside Everbank Field Sunday night? Amanda, we'll start with you. That's a loaded question. Um, For me, the last two preseason games have been very encouraging on the offensive side of the ball when first-team players were out there. Seeing Blake get into a rhythm and make really good decisions, seeing the run game being improved was really encouraging. Um, I thought they played very well. Um, I was concerned once second-team got out there um, on both offense and defense. Um, But in the third game, I think it will be important to build upon that, but in a bigger way. Gus, um, I, I was at Gus's presser earlier today and saw a little bit of practice today, and Gus said that he wants this week to be as much like a regular season game week as possible, and that's how they treat this. So they do more game planning. Um, first team players will play a little bit more in this third preseason game. Someone we haven't seen in a game is Kelvin Beecham, and so there have been a lot of question marks on the offensive line, and so seeing him play is going to be really, really important, even though Gus has been impressed with Luke Joke. So there are still some question marks going in, um, but this is no doubt a big game, um, and a lot of players recognize that. So we will see. I'm super, super excited for this game. Not only it's been a while since we've had a third preseason game here in Jacksonville, and I think that this is going to be the time that we see what this team, with all of these additions in the off season, of how they're going to face off against a playoff team. In a, the Bengals lost against the, lost versus the Steelers last year in a horrible fashion. So I really want to see how they rebound this season and how they they take on a, a Jaguars run game that they rank I think six in the in the league or projected six in the league against the run. So I really want to see how Yeldon and Ivory sort of hold up against a, a stellar defense like that. Um, and then I want to see the offensive line solidified a little bit, and then just the overall atmosphere. I'm just excited to get back into the Everbank and mm-hmm. and and sit in my season tickets and sit in my season. In seat and and just you're gonna sit in your season tickets. In my season, season, season tickets. Ticket. Yes. You know this is the first preseason matchup between the Bengals and the Jags. The first one ever in the preseason. And the last time they played each other was in 2005, and the Jags won. But it was during the season, regular season. It will be certainly a much bigger atmosphere in general. I would mm-hmm. say than last week was as much as people were excited for the first preseason game here. It has a different feel to it. The biggest thing for me, I mean, you mentioned Kelvin Beecham. It isn't whether or not he plays this game, but it is whether or not he starts the regular season. Right. I don't know that he starts the regular season unless he plays this game. So there is a bit of significance. And if he does play this game, they'll swing Luke Jokel to left guard. And that will then get some stuff on tape that is mm-hmm. interesting. One thing that fans don't realize is, or at least we may question, is how much is Greg Olson actually showing, willing to show to put on tape 
for the other teams, especially the Packers in week one. It'll still be very vanilla for sure. Right. And so that's one thing that I think as much as we want to yearn stuff out of the preseason games, is it really enough to garner a notion of what it's going to be like? Yes. The first team on offense has played very well. There's only been one non-scoring or non-touchdown drive. Every first drive has been um, ended up in scoring somehow, even though if it was a field goal, but First team defense to me has not been nearly as good as what we had projected. Right. But again, it's preseason. And so I wonder, is Dante Fowler Jr. really giving it his all? Has he kind of scaled it back, even though you wouldn't think he would? Jalen Ramsey certainly didn't. But right. is he maybe? Is 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 there a possibility that a coach went to him and said, hey, September 11th is way more important than August 20th and August Absolutely. 28th? Well, remember, he hasn't played that much in the preseason. And last week, he went up against the largest human being on this planet in DeMar Dotson, um, who plays for the Bucks. And so I think that he just needs to play a little bit more. And yeah. the average pass rusher, I, I think he's gotten a lot of flack because he hasn't recorded any tackles or, or gotten any sacks, but the average pass rusher gets about a sack every game and a half, and I, I read earlier that J.J. Watt only got five and a half sacks his first year, so I would he tell did. people that, that that sort of are freaking out about Dante Fowler, relax, relax. Well, I think they're freaking out because there's been so much hype about how great he's been in camp, and so everyone's just expected him to come out in this huge way, and he hasn't, but it doesn't mean he's failing by any means. It's just football. We just gravitate towards everything. I know, I know. Any any little minute moment. (laughs) And that's what I would say is one super positive is Blake Bortles has been fantastic. Mm -hmm. I think that he's put the ball in tighter windows than he ever has before in the Mm -hmm. preseason. But second, I'm also glad that we don't have to deal with Brian Anger and and the hype surrounding him. And we also alternatively don't have to deal with Robert Roberto Roberto Aguayo and the hype surrounding him. Poor guy. Right. Taken second in the second round as a kicker. That's ridiculous. Just like it was ridiculous to take Brian Anger in the third round. And they traded up to get as a punter. Too. Correct. They did. And so I'm glad that we don't have a question at quarterback and we don't have those special teams major issues. Right. And a little bit we did have with Jason Myers last year. So I'm glad we can kind of relax about those mm-hmm. types of things. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm just looking forward to a super fun Sunday night. It's, it's Sunday night football. Sunday night That's football. Prime time. Yeah. AJ Green. Michelle Tafoya will uh, be here. Michelle Tafoya. I know. Not exactly a player, <laughs> but that's cool. I'm excited. I got to meet, I got to meet Andy Dalton at the Super Bowl once. He's very you nice. Did? He brought me lunch. Yes. What? But I still want us to be his face in. Wait, tell night. that story. Oh. Andy Dalton bought you lunch? Well, I mean, not like me personally. We were doing a show and he was um, doing the round, making the rounds at the Super Bowl media days for interviews. And so he came up to the serious table and he brought lunches for everyone. Oh, wow. And I had just eaten. a sponsor or something? That was probably why he brought it. I, I think don't he liked me. Andy what Dalton is, you know, <laughs> driving around, picking up hey, to-go orders some lunch? for people. I got you. No, it was, it was a deal with somebody there. Yeah. Um, but it was so sweet because honestly like I think I had eaten like a granola bar for like the last 18 hours because you're so busy and I was like oh my gosh Andy Dalton brought me food (laughs) I always think of Andy Dalton as a Nissan Maxima because that's what Colin Cowherd calls him because he's that boring (laughs) I will will say he's very nice in person I will say that but um hey if he gets the job done he doesn't need to be very interesting (laughs) well and that's the sad part for Bengals fans is like you said Blythe last year they had that chance they were on the precipice of winning that first playoff game with him at the helm and because of the penalties of the Bengals defenders they lost but you know was that the game that he gave that great game and everybody was sort of like "Eh." yes that that was the game and that's why everyone thinks he's so boring because he gave the most unimpressive 
pre-game pump-up speech ever. Not to mention Tim Tebow again, but maybe he should call him. Um, <laughs> well, at least he did a really How good time to go bring Tebow up. I, I you know what? Come I on. brought him up no times with Josh Evans. You, you brought did. him up. Yeah, once. But that's that's the point. You brought him up not me, with story. Josh Evans. All right. We, uh, we have more to do. We will be right back with Jen Stewart, marketing manager of Dream Finders Homes. We want to hear more about the Take It to the House promotion, which was a success last year, landing the Shad family with $100,000 towards a Dream Finders home. We've got that and the results of our Twitter poll, and we have to give away a Peterburg chocolate heel. So we have a lot more to get to before we check in with Fat Tony listening to Helmets and Heels, built by Dream Finders. Homes on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Helmets and Heels, built by Dream Finders Homes. Presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Helmets and Heels built by Dream Finders Homes. Blythe, Amanda, and Lauren here with you live from the Dream Finders Home outside of the stadium, also known as the Stadium Home. And before we check in with Jen Stewart and find out her favorite tailgating game, let's update the people on the at Helmets and Heels Twitter poll with the question, what is your favorite tailgating game? Cornhole, beer pong, or flip cup? Blythe, what do the people say? Why are you shaking your head? Because these people are voted, 66% voted cornhole. Why? Why is that bad? It's a fun game, but out of all three of these, it's the worst. No, it's not. (laughs) I love cornhole. Flip cup first. Spoken like a true loser of cornhole. No, I can can hate a cornhole outside anytime. (laughs) Anybody want to play me, I'll play. It. But out of three, three games, Flip Cup is by far the best, then Beer Pong, then Cornhole. I'll fight over this. Oh, she's about to throw down. Well, we'll let's welcome in Jen Stewart, who is not about to get in a fight with live over the favorite tailgate game, marketing manager for Dream Finders Homes, and always our lovely hostess wherever we yes. may go to d- different Dream Finders models. Jen, how are you tonight? Good. Good. Are you ready to answer your favorite tailgating game? So, sorry, Blythe, (laughs) but it's definitely cornhole. Okay, let the fight begin. (laughs) I like to remember my games. (laughs) You're still drinking when you play cornhole. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. You know, maybe a glass of wine or two. It's more moderated, though. There is no mandate for cornhole, for most games of cornhole, to have to drink if you lose or anything like that. Whereas beer pong, obviously you're drinking. And flip cup, there's no choice but to drink every (laughs) single time. No, you can use water instead, which I have used in the past, which is probably technically cheating. But at the same time, like Flip Cup allows everyone to play versus... Okay, I'm going to pan the crowd. Raise your hand if you're allowed to use water during Flip Cup. Not a single person allows that unless you're pregnant. Unless you're pregnant. If you want to remember the games, absolutely play with water. That is my tailgating You can use light beer. I I am a veteran at tailgating. Trust me. She's a tailgating. All right, let's get to some dream finders business here at hand. Jen, the ticket to the house promotion. As I mentioned last segment, Rashad green returned to punt against the Tennessee Titans here at Everbank field and the Shad family won a hundred thousand dollars that towards the dream finders home that could not have worked out better between Rashad and the Shad mm-hmm. family. The only reason I remember and all of it Shad Khan. is that yeah. right. And Shad, of course, go. just doled out, you know, extra money to help you guys. Right. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe if he's listening this year. He will. Absolutely. So tell people how they can register for the ticket house promotion this year, please, ma'am. Yeah. So you just have to go to one of our models. The stadium home does not count. We do different things here on game day, but any other model, we have over 30 communities in the Jacksonville area. You can register there and then we pick a winner Every week, automatically, you get four tickets to the game and sideline passes before the game. And then, obviously, if a punt is returned for a touchdown during that game, you win $100,000 towards the DreamFinders home. And we'll have up to three winners this year. And Dave Caldwell sounded very confident on Monday that we would be dishing out some money this season. So (laughs) It's a good thing, but not a good thing. We love it. Who doesn't love giving? I money? love it. I'm the marketing I would love person. It. Correct. Our CFO might have a heart attack. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I actually remember that moment last year mm-hmm. when Rashad Green returned the punt, and I remember like the first thing I thought was someone just won a hundred grand toward a home, and it was amazing. It was incredible. I think it was the very next game. I saw your shiny pants. Yes. On the field. <laughs> the gold sequins. I know. Yeah. If we do it again, I'm gonna have to find a new outfit. No, just wear the same one. No, you, that, no. I hear you. Okay, so what is going on? You said different stuff is going on here at the stadium home. What is going on that's different here? So at the day? home on game day, last year we did this as well. So last year we gave away an iPad mini at every game. If you came through the stadium home, you could register to win. This year we're switching it up a little, so it'll be different prizes every game. This week it was an iPad mini, but we'll give away Apple watches and club tickets and potentially stays at One Ocean. So we're kind of just running the gamut with different things to not everyone wants an iPad mini and we want to appeal to the masses. And so are we eligible to win these things? Probably not. (laughs) Dang it. I did not think I never signed a contract with that clause. (laughs) I really need that one ocean. I think Brent signed it for you. (laughs) (laughs) So when people come in the stadium home on game day, what is the atmosphere like in here? And how many people ask to use the non-operating bathroom? The bathroom question was less this game than it was last year. I think we probably got 30 to 40 people out of like thousands last year that would ask, Um, but it never fails. This year so far, it's been definitely the air conditioning. How long can we sit here? Um, We'd love to just hang out, watch the game here. Is there a time limit? I mean, we shut the house down once the game starts. So at that point, yes. But if you want to come hang out for the three hours before the game, be my guest. We'd love to have you. Um, We're definitely open. So no bathroom questions yet. Good. The questions were pretty tame this week. Where else around the stadium can you find? Because I've noticed some signage around here, and then there's also a, an entryway that I think you guys are working on. Yeah. Or have you quite so finished gate that? gate one will become the DreamFinders home's gate um it'll probably be mid-october that that fully gets launched but our hope is that you'll get to walk through and experience like you're walking into a home as you walk into the stadium so that's about all i can tell you right now in regards to that but we're really excited so that whole area will be the dream finders gate area so there will be branding from point a to point b till you start walking up the ramp which will be really fun um, so it's definitely been a project to figure out and maneuver, but we're really excited about it to kind of get the crowd from both sides, let them know who DreamFinders Homes is, and then we'll also be giving the home away this season. I was going to ask about that because we talked about that a lot last year, and I knew it was happening this year, but I can't remember when. So it'll be after the season. 
then we'll build another one somewhere on the premise here, whether it be here or over that way. But um, at the end of the season, we will be giving the home away. We'll announce it in one of the December games. We haven't decided which one just because the last game's on Christmas Eve. Yep. Right. I think so, that'd be kind of a really good present. Yeah. It's a really good present, but it's also making that family be here on Christmas Eve, even if they're not from here. Yeah, Maybe. that's true. Yeah, that's but true. they'll know before then anyways, because we have to coordinate all that. But um, we've been told that we have some local veterans that are definitely eligible uh-huh. um, that will be here on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah. So we have to figure that piece out. But we've actually officially partnered with an organization called the Military Warrior Foundation. And they do this day in and day out. So they place veterans in homes. They have a whole vetting team, a nomination system, which has really been great for us because we got into it. And there's a lot that goes into legally and how you give away the home. And so they've been really great to explain the process to us, to partner with us. So they'll get it down to about three people, but people can go ahead and start registering. We'll have a page on our website and then it's already live to start applying on their website. And then once it's down to three people, us, the city, the Jags, will all kind of partner together with them and figure out who of those three is most in need of the home. It's got to be so hard to make that decision because obviously every single one of them is deserving. And then when you narrow it down to those three, each one of them is going to be just so hard to then wonder like, oh, what if we had given it to them? I know. I think being the only girl around the table, I'll be like the one in tears and everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it'll be really fun and rewarding. And obviously there's so many people that deserve the home. And so it's just figuring out out of the people that applied that want to be in this area for, you know, the next five to 10 years, what, who is most set up for success once the house is given away? Because even though it's a mortgage-free home, any home that a homeowner has comes with a cost. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And just because they want to be here doesn't necessarily mean they get to be here because obviously being in the military, you don't necessarily get to make those choices. So I can understand how a lot of that, even if they're a veteran, they're still maybe pulling forces. So Jen, thank you so much. Unfortunately, we're out of time. We've had a blast. And uh, as always, the food was delicious and the service was fantastic as well. So thank you. My pleasure. Thanks so much, Jen Stewart, DreamFinders Homes, Marketing Manager, We've had a lot of great guests that I have to thank, starting with Jen Hauser, a CrossFit competitor. She will be there this weekend at SoFit Expo. You can find tickets on southeastfitness.com. Jaguar Safety Josh Evans, of course, for joining us and telling us all about his on-the-field and off-the-field life, as well as Greg Clark, an elections official here in Duval County, and get to learn about the early voting, which is very important. Very important. Very important. All right, ladies, we will check in with Fat Tony next. Thanks so much to everyone who came out to hang out with us here at the Dream Finders Stadium home. It has been an absolute blast as always. We will check in with Fat Tony here in just a few minutes on 1010XL and 2.5 FM. Thanks for checking out the podcast for Helmets and Heels. As a friendly reminder, you can always check out the latest on our Twitter feed at Helmets and Heels or on our website at guysgirl.com backslash Helmets and Heels.